Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'd like, to thank you all for tuning in to the show. Uh, got my regular crew with me, Darnell and Tyler. Uh, just to let you guys know, uh, if you were looking for us last week, gave the crew the week off, so, uh, didn't have a show last week, but we're back at it. So, only thing left for y'all to do, just relax your mind, let your conscience be free, and get down to the sound of the DKMP. Uh, so, let's get it. Uh, first thing we're about to talk about is UFC Fight Night. Uh, Chicago. That happened last week. Uh, had uh, Holly Holmes fighting. Uh, we'll get to her in a sec. Uh, first thing we're about to touch on is Barboza. Uh, what were your thoughts on him, Darnell, in that fight? He looked good. I mean, beat a proven commodity in Gilbert Melendez. Uh, a little bit cloaked because we don't know really uh, how much Melendez still has it. I mean, it was the first fight back off a long layoff off of the suspension. So, yeah. Uh, ring rust could have been a factor in it, but Barbosa's showing improvement. He's, he's here to stay. He's going to be a, a big commodity for the UFC. Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm starting to enjoy that guy more and more every single time that I see him. So, uh, he looked good. Those legs kicks are just. Absolutely devastating. Uh, he was chopping Melendez down with those. Um, what do you think is up next for him? Uh, is there a guy in particular you'd like to see him fight in that division? I'm not sure if I have a particular person for him, but I mean, I think he's like proven he need, they need to throw like a top five, top seven type guy at him and start getting him into that title mix. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, cause like I said, with those legs, this guy can definitely be, uh, devastating in that ring. So. Just only a matter of time. If he uh, stays focused, uh, I give him, i say probably about maybe two more fights. Uh, if he can win the next two, I think he should be uh, ready for a championship uh, bout. But uh, he's he's definitely proving himself right now. So uh, he's definitely been doing his thing. Um, up next, we got Holly Holm. Uh, were you surprised with that loss? I wouldn't say I'm shocked by it. Uh, I mean, even with... Uh, Holly being a recent champion and everything, I still think that was just kind of a, a styles make fights type thing. Uh, yeah, true. She, she ran up against, well, not a second person in a row after she lost to Misha Tate that, uh, that was kind of like, uh, a style of fighting that she has trouble dealing with. Uh, she's patient and if she fights somebody else's patience, she seems to hesitate and not get into a good rhythm. Yeah. Uh, Holly Holm seems to be somebody that needs to be forced into action, which was exactly what happened when she fought Ronda Rousey. And uh, it didn't pay off because she was fighting uh, Valentina and Shevchenko on this night. and She basically laid back and picked Holly Holm apart. Yeah. And and Holm never adjusted. There is, I never saw any adjustment in that fight. Yeah, uh, I definitely, yeah, just need to see how she would just rebound after that. Cause, um, I don't know. You think she should maybe, uh, well, who's her trainer? Uh, is it, um, I can't think of his name. Um, you know who trainer is? I believe she fights with Jackson. Okay. So yeah, she's getting, uh, good, uh, trainer from her then, but it's just like, yeah, it'd just be interesting to see. Yeah. Cause that, uh, style's just, uh, getting at her, but, um, you know, just huge props to that division. You know, like I said, uh, about 
say the beginning of this year, I had uh, just complete doubts about it. Uh, but the women in that division, they really stepped it up and just been going at it. So uh, just a huge shout out to the women there. That's been uh, they've been doing their thing for sure. Definitely been putting up entertaining fights this year. Um, now, just based on that improvement, do you think that uh, this is kind of delaying a rousing return? Because she's saying just the bell just change, like just title fight after title fight or what? I'm not sure of that. I think it's still more of a internal mental thing with her. Yeah, she lost in a devastating fashion, uh, and I think that still is getting to her, honestly. Because, uh, like, going back to what I said, I'm not sure really how much the division has improved per se. Like, I never thought they were that bad. It's just Rousey seemed to just be head and shoulders above number two, which, at mo- for the most part, it was Misha Tate. Yeah. And I just think she ran up into that bad matchup. Holly Holm is a, she's a professional boxer. She's had some kickboxing fights and she's good at keeping distance. And Rousey still probably has a little bit of subpar boxing compared to most other fighters. And she doesn't have a power double. She needs to be in a clinch to get somebody to the ground. Yeah. Everybody else home has fought. She's had trouble with. I mean, she scored. Like a split decision win on one of Rousey's training partners, Shayna Baszler. And in the last two fights, she really hasn't been able to get off and do much. She got outstruck by Shevchenko by 40-some strikes. And uh, Misha Tate seemed to control her on the ground whenever she could get a hold of her because of a pure uh, Greco-style wrestling background. Yeah. And I, I just... Uh, I think we just have a little bit of, you know, nine times out of ten, if Rousey fights home the way she fights her, Rousey loses. But home against basically the rest of the division, she's not that great. Yeah. I can agree with you uh, there for sure. So, yeah, it'll just be definitely uh, interesting to see uh, when she gets back, and once, once she gets back in the mix, or if she does, you know, depending on how, with the movies and stuff, uh, she gets back, uh, how she affect that division, but uh, just yeah, to me, uh, like I said, it may not have been uh, in your eyes, you may not have seen uh, looked at the division differently to me, but yeah, I you know, just what I saw, I kind of saw it as a weak division, but uh, once she left, uh, the division stepped it up in my eyes, so uh, for sure. Now, up next, we have uh, UFC 201 coming on this Saturday, uh, big fight. For tonight will be Woodley against Waller. What do you think about that fight? Who I think somebody's going to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I'll, too- I'll say it right now. I'll say it before you. I'll get it out the way with, man. I've been having this feeling that Woodley is going to somehow catch uh, Waller. So um, I do think I think Woodley's going to walk out the as champion, man. I just I, I don't know. I've been feeling. I think they're going to get into a little scuffle. And uh, he's just going to get in there and hit him with a hook and just knock him out. So I'm going to go with Whitley on this one, but it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it's definitely possible. And I mean, I've said it before about other fighters. Just if you continually have five round wars, it has to catch up with you at some point. Exactly. Like Lawler is. He's been a fun champion, probably the most fun champion as far as the fights go that the UFC has right now. 
yeah. just because of all the wars he's had with Johnny Hendricks, Carlos Condit, uh, Rory, uh, uh, Rory McDonald. Yeah, McDonald, and, yeah. Yeah, and now we have this fight with uh, Tyron Woodley, who is basically kind of a younger version of Robbie. A really yeah. good wrestling background, hands that can put anybody down if he catches you, uh, mainly with his right hand. He's just not quite as good a boxer as Robbie. Yeah. Uh, so I think it just comes down to how Lawler comes out in this fight. If he's poised and not just trying to get into a slugfest, I think Robbie gets finds his spot and probably ends the fight. But, I mean, Woodley, if he can land that right, uh, even even somebody with a chance like Robbie Lawler, they can go down. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I guess, like, I, I'm looking at it like a 50-50 fight, but, you know, when it's when it's like that, I roll with the champion. All right, man. So, yeah, <laughs> this would be um, interesting, yeah, to see for sure, but uh, that's definitely going to go down as a good fight. Um, now, is there, uh, if Lawler does one, is there another guy you would like to see him go after, uh, <laughs> go after him after, if he wins? I don't know. I feel like after this one, he might have cleaned out the division i mean yeah the welterweight division is in a little bit of flux i mean it was a close fight with carlos condit if condit wins his next fight maybe uh i would be interested in seeing that rematch just because of how close it was yeah so that would be interesting to um just see just in itself but yeah they that dude's definitely been putting in work in that division so he's Dude, just a beast. But I just think, uh, like you said, with all those five round fights and everything, I just think, uh, Woodley, I think Woodley, I just got a feeling that I think Woodley's just going to go up in there and just catch him and knock him out. But could be wrong. So he has all the ability to do it. Yeah. So, so either way, uh, yeah, you said either way someone's getting clean. I think so. I think (laughs) somebody's going to sleep in this fight. Yeah, I can agree, man. It'll definitely, uh, be worth the watch, but it's we'll just have to see, man. This is going to be a good one for sure. Um, now up next, uh, we're going to talk about is uh, John Jones and Brock Lesnar. Um, they did not get fined uh, for the doping violation that they had in the UFC. Uh, what were your thoughts on that when you heard the news? Feel like still the UFC is protecting their stars. I mean it just doesn't seem like that's going to change with them. If you bring them boatloads of money, they're going to be a little more lenient on you. Yeah, you know, I can agree with that. This guy, uh, I was just looking through comments about it um, and news fees uh, when I first heard it. This guy did bring up an interesting point, you know, talking about how people can lose money if they show up into an event um, overweight or anything like that. And then you have guys that with the whole doping violation and things, they didn't get fined or anything for it. So it's um just interesting that the guy brought it up. But, uh, you know, definitely, I definitely feel as if the UFC is uh, protecting their uh, players, uh, big-time uh, moneymakers uh, for sure in this one. But I do, I kind of do have a little leniency towards Brock in a way because he was fighting with a different company. So I don't know everything exactly about the WWE's drug testing policy or whatnot. So 
maybe he was taking a substance that was perfectly legal with the WWE, but when he came over to the UFC, it probably got found in the system. So that's kind of, so I'm a little bit leaning to that. Even though I do know people like uh, like the tar trash say, "Oh man, Brock's this jacked up white dude. He's been taking steroids his whole life. You know, this is his first time uh, getting uh, caught with my oh. uh, what I think." So all the reports are saying him and Jones tested positive for the same substance. Okay, uh, I don't know the scientific name of it, but it's like an anti-estrogen type pill. Yeah, uh, which only makes sense people would use to uh, go along with a testosterone builder of some sort. Yeah. Uh, so it's questionable because of what he tested positive for. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't really show any leniency in either, leniency either way. Uh, <clears throat> he knew he was going in for a fight. I'm pretty sure they gave him a list of <laughs> what he could and could not take, or he could ask for it. Uh, but they they both pop dirty. They both probably need to, I mean, along with their suspensions or whatever they get, unless unless uh, their appeals show something. Uh, like tainted in a product they had or something. Yeah, if they can prove that, then uh, they'll no harm, no foul as far as I'm concerned, but... As of right now, yeah. If if and I guess I can I can give UFC the UFC a little bit of space there too, because I believe both of them are going through an appeal process. If the appeal comes through and gets denied, uh, or uh, is as the violation is upheld, then I think maybe the UFC should step in and say, okay, you're gonna find find you guys such and such and go from there yeah definitely uh i can definitely see where you're coming from there um now just based on what they got found for do you think they're looking at a like a light six month suspension or can you see a two-year ban coming from <laughs> based on what you think i mean for jones i don't know how you only go six months just because <laughs> everything has happened yeah, he's got a rap sheet, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I guess I don't know everything that goes into that suspension process. Is it just going to be based on this violation? Do they look at this guy's a repeat offender? He's already tested positive out of competition before uh, for cocaine and whatever else. I don't know if that tax on like looks looking at it as a second strike because I mean the the other. Ooh, ooh, Against the law violations, those aren't going to go towards the testing policy. That's just him being an idiot. Uh, and then as far as Brock goes, I mean, I I don't know how they look at it. Like I said, it, it, it's his first time, so in a case-by-case -case deal, I guess six months wouldn't be too big a deal, but I don't see Brock coming back in six months anyway. Yeah, same thing. Uh, so it really it would be a non-factor if he only got six months. If he got two years, then he's never fighting again. If it's six months, next year, next summer, Dana's probably calling for another big payday. Yeah. Now, what do you think about the whole Mark Hunt situation as well? Because, uh, you know, he wanted uh, 50%, I believe. I mean, he's asking for a lot. I mean, he... 
his stance, I'm I'm fine with it. He he's saying he should be better compensated now since he came in clean and he fought a guy that uh possibly was hopped up on something. He put his life in danger stepping into a cage. I mean you getting hit by three was it three X? Yeah. Yeah. Special made gloves on Brock. I mean just him without anything in his system, I'm pretty sure you, you're taking your life in your hands. But if he's actually on something, that that makes it even more scary. Yeah, so so. Uh, I'm I'm with him as far as he he wants some more cash to come his way for his time and what he did. And uh, you know he, he's fighting a good fight on that one. I'm not sure how well that's going to be looked at by his uh, his bosses at the UFC. He might have a pink slip coming soon, but yeah. I think so too, man. Uh, you know, I, I do, you know, you go in there. I got a ton of respect for fighters, uh, because whenever they get into that ring, there's a good chance they can walk out never, uh, the same again. So I do understand what he's coming through there, but, um, he's not bringing in the big bucks like Brock. Um, so just have to see, man, the UFC, they can put their foot down on us with the shirts. It's not bringing in cash like Brock or any other, the, any other, the, uh, big guys in the league, but. I definitely understand where he's coming from there. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of real quick, uh, guys, anything uh, less, anything you have left to add to the UFC before we move on? No. All right. Um, now, speaking of drugs, uh, we still got uh, Josh Gordon. He's got his suspension reduced. Uh, what were your thoughts when you guys first heard that? You there, Ty? Yeah, you I didn't know. No, <laughs> no, but I, I, I did catch both the big fights though last week. So, um, I watched them with Trey. So it was, it was good stuff. So I knew what you guys were talking about this week. But anyway, more, more on Josh, Josh Gordon here. Um, I, I, what I think the NFL, <clears throat> excuse me, what I think the NFL is really like trying to do here is trying to get him back on the field. Hoping that'll kind of steer him away from more drug use. I mean, just continuing to suspend him, it'll either drive him away from the game or it'll make him realize he's probably never going to see the field, the field again. So, like, I'm okay with the suspension being reduced despite this being what his like fourth offense, fifth offense, maybe. I don't Something know. Like that, but, yeah. but, you know, I, I think him being on the field playing football is the best thing for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it being reduced as well. I mean, I don't, I'm not one for people just totally losing their livelihood, especially, I mean, I'm sorry. It's we, it's, it's not something that that's, it's not a performance enhancing drug. He's not tilting scales of, uh, the level of the game. Yeah, so, that doesn't give you any on-field advantage. Yeah, I mean, unless hunger has something to do with the game, uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm fine with, with it being reduced. His best place to be is on the field. He's he's a great young talent. I mean, when he's on the field, when he has been on the field, he's a top-five receiver at, at worst. Uh, and, I mean, get him back on the field. He can play with... Uh, might possibly be a reuniting with RG3, uh, cause yeah. they both went to Baylor. Uh, I mean, 
hopefully he's learned his lesson and maybe maybe this could play, get him back on that right track. Maybe maybe he can revive his career and help revive uh, Griffin's. Mm-hmm. Definitely sure you guys are coming from there, but I gotta ask you guys: you uh, think he'll stay clean? <laughs> it's, it, it's it's hard it's hard to say yes. It's really hard to say yes. Do I want him to? Absolutely, because he's fun to watch. Yeah, but I will, was really I don't yeah. I don't know. I heard this one quote, man. I forgot, but I was watching Hard Knocks this one year. Um, it was this uh, assistant coach that was talking. He was hanging down. He was hanging outside, and uh, he had a cigar. He was talking to a couple of his other uh, fellow colleagues, and he was saying, "You know, every man has his vice. You know, every man has something that he uh, does and likes to do uh, to make him just stay sane." Uh, this weed, how it looks, man. This could be. Um, Josh Gordon's vice. This would be something that he just likes to do continuously, man. So he's a great talent. I love to see the guy on the field, but man, it's, will this be something that he can overcome? That would be something to see for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for him, but yeah, when somebody has been repeatedly fined and suspended for the exact same issue, mm-hmm. it's hard to say it won't happen again, but yeah, I mean, I hope. At some point, he's learned his lesson, or at least hold off until it's legalized or something. Should, yeah. should, should, should we be giving him the benefit of the doubt, though? I mean, he does claim Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> but hey, man, he, I mean, hey, he might have, you know, had him a joint when they, uh, when LeBron bought that championship home for him, man. He might have had a little celebration, so. He probably didn't even know what was happening. <laughs> For sure, man. But yeah, it'll, it'll just be something to see, man. Uh, mm-hmm. cause like I said, I wish the guy the best, but you know, it's, uh, just have to see. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. Now, just, uh, before we get off football, I just, uh, thought of this Darnell, uh, with the whole, um, Ezekiel Elliott situation coming up and, uh, with the Cowboys, uh, with him supposedly with the whole domestic violence situation. Uh, are you nervous about that at all? Well, yeah, I mean, it's always a little nerve-wracking when you hear any player uh, coming up with a domestic dispute issue. Uh, that's a big deal going on in the NFL right now. Yeah. Uh, from going back to Ray Rice and all the issues that have happened since. And Cowboys have already, in particular, stuck their necks out for one of those cases with uh, Greg Hardy. Yeah. And it went terribly. Uh so, I mean, hopefully this gets uh, not rectified, but proven to be false and they can get on the play. Uh, Zeke has a bright future ahead of him. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I had to ask, man, because with that line and uh, his talent, that dude, uh, I think he should get uh, rookie of the year. But yeah. That, sure. that dude is going to be a force uh, if he can keep his head together, keep working hard, and work with that old line for sure. So, I'd ask if you're a Cowboys fan, man. So, um, well, any any other things you guys like to add to the NFL? No. Get the season here. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about on field stuff rather than off field stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be talking about that soon, man. But uh, up next, we got to just hop right into these Olympics. Uh, that's coming up really soon. 
Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on this year's Olympics uh, that's coming up? You know, I I think this could potentially go down as one of the worst Olympics ever for a few reasons. Hmm. Um, one, now now don't 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 misunderstand me. I love the Olympics. I think they're great. I think it's a great, uh, you know, world uniting event. But one, I think we're gonna hear almost during every live telecast about the Zika virus. I think you're going to hear about that constantly. Um, You know, anytime there's a down moment, I feel like that's going to be talked about. Uh, You know, secondly, the Brazilian government is just in disarray. I mean, everything down there is kind of a mess right now, and it's known. I mean, people know what you know, a lot of things that are happening down there, even though I don't know a lot of specifics, you know, you just hear some small things in the news. And, you know, I think thirdly, um, you know, with a bunch of these, you know, attacks going on between, you know, ISIS and, you know, people and cops and cops and people, you know, this is, I, I think these Olympics have a big opportunity to just be a big target for a lot of just discouraging news and a lot of negative news um, that is not exactly making me super pumped for the Olympics. But overall, you know, I'm, I'm always excited to watch the Olympics, you know, um, you know, the track and field events, those are always good. The basketball is always good for America to watch. Um, You know, Michael Phelps swimming, you know, there's going to be a lot of good, good sports to watch. I just hope that, you know, all the news comes from the sporting events themselves and not things surrounding the event. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with a lot that you said there, Ty. I mean, these Olympics already have a lot of bad hanging over it already with mm-hmm. uh, Zika, Brazil's terrible government. Uh, the the play, the athletes quarters hasn't even like been finished as of like a week or two ago where like they would be living in terrible surroundings and and you got the news that came out like a couple months back about the last olympics how basically russia as a whole is on steroids so yeah yeah i forgot about that one so yeah you had most of their athletes are banned from this olympics outside of a couple sports so, I mean, there's a ton of black eyes already going around. Like, all those rings are looking black for the Olympic sim- assemble right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still kind of excited. I, I do like to watch the Olympics. I mean, I'm not not as versed in it as we would be in other things that we talk about. But, uh, I agree there, yeah. yeah. But it's just, you know, it's like you, you feel like it's your patriotic duty to to watch and cheer for your country. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be tuning in to... A lot of stuff. I won't say everything because I just oh, yeah. some, some sports. I just I'm not going to be watching. But you know, I'll tune in for <laughs> for some track and field, for some boxing, you know, some and basketball, of course. But yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. I just hope they can you know dig themselves out of all the crap that's already surrounding it. Yeah. So yeah, y'all brought up some good points for sure. Um, now, like. Uh, what interests you the most about it this year, like concerning uh, the sport that you want to see, the athletes, or what? 
basketball by far. Yeah, you know, I think basketball is kind of the bright spot for America, for yeah. sure. Um, you know, it's the it's the one I think we're head and shoulders above everybody else. And it, it's it's always fun to watch your team go. I'm just kind of, for lack of a better term, have a cakewalk to a gold medal game. Yeah. Now we've seen that not be true. Don't jinx it now, man. Cough, cough, a couple, uh, grease, cough, cough. Yeah. But, but you, you, you know, but it should, it should be a pretty easy route for the USA. It usually always is. So yeah, basketball for sure will be a good one. One I'm excited for. And it's, it's just a personal, personal thing, but uh, golf is in the Olympics for the first time. And oh, geez. A lot of years. <laughs> so I mean, hey, it's something, it's something I'll watch, but say, hey, let the man watch I, his hey, sport, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, you know, that, that's something I'll watch. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll still probably have my eye on the basketball a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, same. I love basketball. Uh, one thing I do watch too is boxing. Um, even though it's horrible in the Olympics, just <laughs> the judges oh, yeah. just scoring. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The judges just screw up everything. So, uh, <laughs> but they screw up everything all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's nothing like boxing judges in the Olympics, man. Like, there's been a ton of athletes that just got screwed over in the Olympics, yeah. certainly with boxing. Um, yeah. It's good to see the talent, uh, upcoming talent, uh, just come up in that sport for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like the track and field. One guy, uh, that I love seeing is Usain Bolt. Um, that guy is just absolutely amazing to watch. So, uh, I'm going to be checking him out just to see how he's going to run and everything. Especially since I had, I want to say it was a hamstring injury that he had, uh, that he had to, uh, back out of the trials, but they still let him go into the Olympics and stuff. So, so, uh, check that out, especially the girls to see what they, uh, can do for the gymnastics and stuff. Uh, with Gabby Douglas, uh, she had a great story as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, just a whole bunch of just great, uh, people to just check out. Um, you know, even though, you know, you have all that negativity in the news and stuff, uh, just great people with great backgrounds uh, that you can just come check yeah. out, you know. We yeah. hear about the, you know, LeBrons and stuff every year. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, these are just athletes uh, that get a chance to just see, you know, every four years. So um, it's good to see. Yeah, and you're right. It will be really interesting to see a lot of the really good storylines that kind of pop up from some of the least likely places, too. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, man, you and your golf, man. I, I <laughs> love to see you checking that out, man. Yeah. Who's representing us, Ty? Um, I can look real quick. I, I know, I know a lot of the big golfers. Like, I don't even think anybody who's top five in the world are representing their own country. Um, a lot of them are citing the Zika virus. So, in terms of the United States. Um, I know Dustin Johnson, who just won the U.S. Open, is not going to be competing. I don't believe Jordan Spieth is competing, but um, it looks like the U.S. team for the men is going to be Ricky Fowler. That's a big name. Okay. Uh, Matt Kuchar, uh, still a big name in the golfing world. Patrick Reed and then... Bubba Watson, people know him as well. So, I mean, there's still some really good star power for the United States team. But, you know, golf's such a world sport that I can't really say that, you know, they're going to have an easy win or anything like that. So, any, any, really any country could win. 
to yeah. win that. Yeah. It's an open, a pretty open event. Good golfer, man, you should have uh, see if you could have made it on the team, huh? Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> I Ricky really wanted the opportunity, so you know, I I just told him he could have it. I hear you, man. Well, you had this podcast you had to do, man. So yeah, that's more important. I, I I had to tell the committee I had a prior engagement. For sure, man. Now, uh, just what are you, you know, we kind of touched it with the basketball, you know, what are you guys' thoughts on this USA basketball team? Uh, there was some talks, uh, just talking about them just not being too focused and everything like that. Uh, just what, what you've seen so far, what do you just think about this basketball team? They're going to run over everybody. <laughs> you know, the, the thing I find really unique about the USA's position when it comes to basketball, like this year especially, they're not going to have the two best players from the country, and they're still way better than everybody else. I mean, with with Steph Curry and LeBron both not playing. Yeah, yeah you got a point uh, there for sure, but yeah, it just comes to show, you know, just how talented uh, we are in basketball, man. Um, just amazing talent. They just blow people out like crazy uh, so far in these um, little exhibition games, but they've been going at it. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, one person that gets credit, but I don't know that he gets enough credit. You hear that? Oh. Oh, no, we're good. Okay. Yeah, you know, one person I think that gets, you know, he gets credit, but I don't know that he gets enough credit is, uh, Koshyshevsky. You know, he does, he does a really good job with those guys, you know, not, you know, being a college coach, he, this is his opportunity to coach, basically coach at the next level. Yeah. And he, he does a really good job of, you know, controlling the players. Um, I feel like he does a really good job letting them be themselves, play their own games, but still have fun, but stay disciplined, um, go out and, you know, just kind of play an NBA style, but still kind of have them, you know, under control. Um, I, re- I really like him as the USA coach. I think he's just a prime example of what an NBA coach should represent. You know, uh, Darnell may pitch for Tom Izzo to be the coach, but, <laughs> but, you know, I know the respect is there for Krzyzewski. And, you know, oh, I yeah. think, I, I think, you know, he's, you know, the right man for the job. And I would probably assume that if it wasn't him, it would be Izzo to be just straight up honest, but that's not the discussion. <laughs> uh, that's something different. Yeah. Now, um, no, but this uh, upcoming roster is going to be named uh, for the starting five. It's going to be named pretty soon. Uh, just wondering, like, who would you guys uh, have as your starting five based on this team? Uh, I would go with Kyrie at the point, Clay at the two, Durant at the three, Draymond at the four, and Boogie at the five. Oh, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. No Harrison Barnes, man? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I'll agree right there with Darnell. I don't see, un, unless there was a strong reason why it should be anything different than that. This, I got a little different. Um, me, I would go for the point, uh, go Kyrie, uh, for the two, 
Uh, I like Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Three, I would go with Kevin Durant. Four, just because of his experience, uh, just being there, I say Carmelo, and then I'll get Boogie at the five. Um, yeah. Or, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Now, if he came in at the same time as, uh, Draymond, uh, you know, recently, like a few years ago, I would put Draymond there. I just like, uh, I just give it to Carmelo. Uh, he's been there for, uh, you just said what, Ty, this is his, uh, he yeah. holds a record for the, um, correct. When, when he participates, in this summer's games, he'll have participated for men's basketball in the most Olympics. Yeah, so uh just think that's just special with him, just have him starting uh, out there with those guys. He can still ball, yeah. don't get me wrong, but uh just with him, just with those, the experience I'm battling uh, previous years, I'll just give him that uh, number four spot. So. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if Carmelo does end up in that four spot. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be mad about it either. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good with that too. I mean, if they want to show him his respect, all good. Yeah, because you know, but before before we came on, I was you know saying that Carmelo will be the one USA basketball player to play in the most Olympics, and you know, I I said for for a player that doesn't seem to get a ton of respect, this is something that is respect worthy. Yeah, you know, continuing to represent your country. No matter what, just continuing to put on the red, white, and blue is something that does deserve respect for sure. Yeah. Now, just to make sure, you guys said uh, Clay instead of uh, Jimmy, right? Yep. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Just because of the style of play for the Olympics, it's more wide open. They don't allow as much physical play. So yeah. I think that fits Clay more than Jimmy because of the shoot and touch. Yeah, that's true. Like I said. Great talent on all of these. Like I said, the weak link will probably be Harrison Barnes, but, uh, you know. <laughs> Every uh, team needs a Christian Layton on it, right? <laughs> yeah. Sure, man. So, you know. Although, did you guys see that dunk that DeMar DeRozan almost put down? Oh, no, that 360 before? That, yeah, 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 the 360 on the guy. That would have been incredible. Yeah. That would have been incredible. They say, I heard some people say, man, if he would have made that, that would have been the second greatest Olympic dunk of all time. After jumping over, yeah, j- jumping yeah. over a seven footer. That that nothing's incredible. ever gonna top that ever again. So that don't, don't say never, don't say never. I mean that, but that one will be very hard to beat. I agree. Yeah. I mean, you you teabag somebody when you dunk on, dunk on them like that, and they're seven feet tall. That's that's hard to top. Yeah, for sure, man. Those some Vince Carter hops are hard to come by, man. For sure. It made it look amazing. Um, any other thing you guys want to add to uh, either USA basketball or the Olympics before we move on? Uh, just it still, even though they got a lot of controversy going around it, I'm still excited to watch. Yeah, same here. I'll definitely yeah. be checking out for sure. I hope the opening ceremonies are pretty cool. That That's always a good event. Yeah, that's Especially if something, yeah. Yeah, usually something pretty cool happens. Yeah. A good show. Yeah. That'll be fun. Be a great little way to pass some time until NFL and college football start, man. We'll definitely be can't wait for that for sure. But uh, just congratulations to the guys that's gonna make it out uh, over there to Rio. So, mm-hmm. um, now up next, uh, this is a little bit wild back, but um, had D Rose make some comments about uh, 
uh, everybody was talking about Golden State, and you made comments uh, regarding saying that, you know, hey, everybody's, you know, talking about super teams or, you know, either Golden State or New York Knicks. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Are they a super team? You want the long answer or the short answer? Give us the long answer, man. We got time. <laughs> no, they are not. Not the long answer. The short one would have just been no. I mean, he said that like I chuckled to myself, and then Luke was like, "Oh, he's serious. They he, he thinks Knicks are a super team. Maybe if you put this team together six years ago, I would agree with you. But now, no. Yeah." Um, it's almost like Derrick Rose is trying so hard to be really relevant right now that he just like spewed this out of his mouth real quick. And he's yeah. like, Hey, look at us. Look at us. It's like, okay, that roster is maybe fourth or fifth in the East. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see them being one, two, or three. So a super team would be one or two in the East. Just saying. It's just, I mean, this team has a lot of potential. Uh, you know, Derrick Rose, he's not the Derrick Rose, the MVP Derrick Rose for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carmelo's a beast. He can still ball out. Um, really, will, I want to see how much, uh, Porzingis improves, uh, coming into this year. Uh, Dude was, uh, in conversation to be rookie of the year. Uh, he was had an exceptional year last year. Uh, but just to see how, uh, he'll improve off of that and help contribute to the team. And Joe Kanoa, uh, that's my guy. I do like him, uh, but him coming off of an injury, um, like he did last year for the Bulls, uh, that can really set him back. So, uh, just, I just need to see, uh, this team does have a lot of potential, uh, but just, you know, like I said, Derrick Rose not being the same, uh, the old Derrick Rose. And, you know, with Joe Kim Noah, need to see how Porzingis will improve, uh, too, but they can, they can definitely, uh, Hit some teams pretty good next year for sure, but um, I just need to see some of them uh, play before. Yeah, those yeah, you know, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, you have an injury-ridden Derrick Rose. You have a coming-off injury, Joe Kim Noah, just like you said. You have an impressive first-year player, but still needs to take a big step as a second-year player in Przingis. And then you have, you know, underachieving Carmelo Anthony. I mean, that doesn't sound very super. That sounds very, eh. <laughs> I mean, I, I almost don't know what other word to describe it. it it's average right now. And until they prove us otherwise, it's average. Now, yeah. uh, who's their point guard? Uh, oh, not their point they guard. They're, um, say. Uh, Derek Rose. Uh, man. Yeah. Who's their, is um, it, uh, Holiday? Holiday? Let's look it up. Yeah, I'm looking that over right now. Uh, Courtney Lee. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they picked up Courtney, Courtney. Lee. So he's... and and they and they also signed Brandon Jennings. Okay, so. I do like uh the addition to Jennings too. Um, solid. He's gonna be a backup, but solid. Yeah, very solid player. He can definitely put some points on the board. So, like I said, that team can uh definitely hit some teams hard next year. But it just you know, I need. I'm a huge fan of Joe Kim Noah. I just need to see how he will uh start to play based on that injury. And, uh, you know, Derrick Rose, you know, he's not going to be the old MVP Derrick Rose, um, again. So, uh, team has potential. It just, yeah, just need to see how those guys will, uh, improve. Potential for what? 
I mean, they can... That's a good question. That's a really good question. They can okay, potentially, he, well, I would say potentially, they could make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Can they win the East? Okay. Can they win the East? Okay, here's here. If, if they can I, make I it to the okay, yes, if they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, they can win the Eastern Conference Finals. So oh I God. will say that. Okay, yes. so so then so then you would say their ceiling is making it to the NBA Finals. That's their ceiling. That's their ceiling. What would you say their floor is? And 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 I and I just don't want they don't work out. Like, do do you think their floor, like their bottom falling out, is just missing the playoffs? Or do you think it's they're gonna make it doesn't the work out and they trade say, Carmelo Anthony, uh, Some, something like that? First round elimination in the playoffs. So that's their floor. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I agree on yeah. the floor. I, I I would agree as well. What do you, okay? What do you think their uh, potential is? Uh, I, I think it's second round. Playoffs. Second round. Okay. Only because at that point they'll they'll match up with either. Toronto or Miami or Cleveland. I don't see them beating either. Miami still got an asterisk by uh, Bosch. They lost uh, Wade. True. Um, did they didn't get a did they get a guy yet? Um, they're a free agency. I'm trying to think. Because uh, yeah, I think they could handle uh, the Heat right now. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, I think they can match up. Because Bosch, okay. I mean, that's you, a you're huge... You're right, they can match up with the Heat. Yeah, but Bosch I, is I just still, a huge asterisk right now. Back I, don't, I, so. don't you put Chicago back up in that top three, four discussion now, though? I do like Chicago, but, man, they lost some good bigs, man. I mean, Powell and uh, Joe Kim Noah. Like I said, I need to see how Noah's going to uh, do with that injury. But... um those were some good pieces to that team, man. They're bigs. That uh front court, man. I just they are a smaller team for yeah. sure. But I mean, they're, they're people do running. like the small ball, though. This is that's they're, that's, they're going to be running most likely what Nikola Mirotic at the five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could work out because he could spread the floor. Yeah, Mirotic. Yeah. He's oh a yeah, good they're player. The player. They're going to be a jump shooting team. But yeah, I just feel like. The, I don't know. Still, just give me that roster over the next super team. Okay. I mean, they do got my dog Rondo, so you know, anything yeah. can happen with him. So, and I, I mean, I just I don't have enough in me to trust Derrick Rose is really more than a very good, like second to third tier player. Uh, like I don't think he's gonna ever play at an All Star level anymore. Okay. Of course. Porzingis can, if he makes a leap, can be at that level. Carmelo is going to be Carmelo. He'll average 20 plus, 25 a game plus. Yeah. Uh, not sure how much he'll give you everywhere else. But, and then, like you said, Noah is still a giant question mark. How is he going to be, mm-hmm. uh, coming back on the court? I just, that's why right now my ceiling for him is probably. At best, the conference finals, and that's a stretch for me. Okay. Yeah, and I, <clears throat> I, you know, I, I just see them second round only because as the season moves on, Derrick Rose seems to just play less and less. 
Um, like we said, Joe Kim Noah will one have to stay healthy and two prove himself. Yeah. And like Darnell said, Carmelo Anthony's the only player I know that scored over sixty points and didn't record an assist. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> take that for what you want. Now, how many years do you think Carmelo has uh, till he starts to, you know, lose his edge a little bit? Because he came in there with uh, D Wade and LeBron. People thought, you know, oh, LeBron's not going to be the same, but, you know, he did have that awesome finals. Uh, Dwayne Wade, he's not the, uh, at his best, what he was, uh, at his, when he was at his top. Uh, when do you guys think, uh, Carmelo will start to, uh, take a nice little bit, too? For how it's- Carmelo plays, since, I mean, he's, he's only known for basically being a pure scorer. Score, yeah. So, I mean, I one think. dimensional. Yeah, so I think he has three, four years at least of still being able to give you 20. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, and with, and also with the league kind of not allowing his, a lot of physicalness on the floor, he can just stand around and shoot the ball all he wants. No one's going to stop him. Yeah. yeah, and Melo can shoot. No, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he, he, he has a lot of time left of being what he is. Yeah. So it's, it's just, but, but he's always still thrown on that. He's he's always number three on that that draft class list behind what Wade and LeBron were able to do. Yeah, so definitely, man. I, I definitely see where you guys come from. Good points uh, on this topic, man. This uh, New York Knicks team, uh, you know, I, I don't, I do understand, you know, Rose. He wants to say stuff to make his team feel good and believe in his team and stuff too. But you know. Just you know, be interesting I, to see. And I will say, you know, putting Golden State out of the conversation because they'll lead almost every conversation in the NBA, I think the Knicks are going to be the most intriguing team to watch all season. Yeah. It'll, mainly, it'll be mainly, about. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think it's mainly because of the potential they have, no matter what you think their potential is, and what they will be able to give with who they have. I, I just think the pieces are very intriguing. Yeah. Like they, they they'll draw views when they're on T V. When they're on when they're on national T V people will watch. Yeah. Definitely agree with that. Um well any uh other thing else you guys would like to add uh to the D Rose before uh we move on? Just play ball and win. Stop trying to compare with teams that you know you don't have as much talent as. I agree there. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, up next, uh, we were about to talk about Draymond Green for a little bit. Uh, in this little situation that happened, uh, a little bit right by us. So I will, me and, uh, Darnell, you know, you're not up here anymore, Ty, but yeah, up in uh, it's, it's right by my heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what did you guys, thinking when I when you first heard the news about Draymond getting in trouble. I mean, there was like being a little closer to the situation, being, you know, a fellow alum. Basically I had heard all the rumor about it being a a player on the football team that it happened with, so I kinda never really got too hyped up about it, just as I mean I heard basically what was going on. So it was kind of just a stupid situation that Draymond didn't really have to do. 
but yeah, sometimes somebody just talks too much and says the wrong thing. Yeah, I agree. But my my kind of thing about it is, you know, dude, is like Draymond as a guy, he's known to talk trash too. So it's like him, especially being up there with his uh, fellow uh, alumni, man. It's kind of like, dude, you're known to trash talk too. You got a guy that plays on the football team. He's not having nowhere near the success you uh, have had so far. It's like, dude, just chill. You know, it's it's okay. You know, you probably play on the court where you hear a lot of, you know, Draymond's not really a light guy in the NBA. He probably hears enough of that, you know, too, just coming from the fans and stuff when he's playing on at an away game stuff, too. So it's kind of like, dude, you talk trash, too. Just chill. Go out there. Hang out with your coach, your fellow uh, people from Lansing. Just have a good time, man. Don't let this guy... Just come in there, trash talk you, make you just be in, uh, be stupid and get in trouble and stuff. It's like, girl, you should be above that, man. Just chill, you know. But, yeah, you know, when you know, people get into heated exchanges. It happens, you know. I, I, I get it. Um, but you know, in in terms of what I kind of thought when I heard the news. You know, the reason I would say I'm not surprised is because it feels like, you know, with a new day comes another athlete and another off the field problem. It's just kind of the news now um, in the in the sporting world, especially when, you know, you know, the three of the four major sports are in an off season. You're, you're going to just hear everything that happens. Sure, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not surprised just because, unfortunately, athletes have a reputation for just getting into trouble in the offseason, and it's just how it is. So, not not surprised uh, based off of that. But uh, it, you know, you're you're always surprised when a new player comes out with a case, you know, anything that involves abuse. You're you're always a little thrown off by it just because of the topic. Yeah. yeah. And then I kind of wonder if it's just a little bit of that, you know. I, I I tend to believe it's a little bit of the tough guy football player getting a little too comfortable saying stuff, and yeah, <laughs> he was talking to the wrong person that day. I yeah, mean, he's sorry, and and you know this player is no longer with the team. He was granted a release. Statements say. They were working on that before the incident happened, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that made it a lot easier to sign those release papers yeah. for yeah. him to yeah. go on. Yeah, and and you know, how many times do you have a conversation with someone and you're doing all you can just not reach over and hit them? Like, yeah. let's be real. Well, and and I'm also <laughs> we're all there, and I'm going to throw the statement out like, who, who is going to let somebody just keep disrespecting them and, and yeah. quote yeah. their house? Yeah. Yeah, you know, this is a school that Draymond in the past couple of years has kept on the map. He's do- donated millions of dollars uh, to the school. He's coming back to be where he, where 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 he was made, basically. And you got somebody that really is not going to be on that pantheon of players like Draymond will be through state's history, just yammering at him. So. Okay, it got slapped. Yeah. Gotta give credit though, man, because if it was me, he uh, slapped me, man. I would have, I would have mm-hmm. had whiplash. 
uh, been up in a, a body cast, man. I would have been showing up in the court looking ridiculous. Like, hey, man, look what yeah. this dude did. I need money. <laughs> and, and you would have showed up looking to every football team you go to. was like, oh, that's the dude that got the mess smacked out of him by a basketball player. Huh. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah. But, um, now, you know, just based upon this, uh, cause Ty, you know, you had the whole thing about him being a dirty player and everything. Um, on the court. Uh, does this kind of back that up at all? I actually took time to think about this. You know, I was, I have said I think Draymond's a dirty player, but I think there's a difference between being a dirty player and being a dirty person. Yeah. Um, what, what you do on the court is on the court and what you do in your everyday life is your own personal everyday life business. So when I actually kind of sat down and thought about it for a minute, you know, it, just because, you know, you kick someone on the floor doesn't mean you're going to go out and actually try to cause harm in everyday life. And I don't think Draymond Green's going out every day trying to find somebody to punch, you know. So do I think he's a dirty person? No. Yeah. Do I think he's a dirty player? I mean, a little bit, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I've said it before. So, you know, I, I think it, it just comes down to... You know, he made a decision that if it were to be done over again, he'd handle differently. And I've been there and you've probably been there. So it's not it's not him being a dirty person. It's just him making a poor decision. Yeah. What about you, uh, Darnell? No, I don't think he's a dirty person. I just, like I said, I think it was a situation where, you know, everybody has that point. And yeah. especially... If you're out and about having a good time partying, I mean, I don't know how much alcohol started flowing between the two, but, uh, that, that point seemed, you seem, you seem to get there quicker yeah. when you have certain substances in your system. So, uh, I think it's probably a little bit of that. Everybody has some beverages. Somebody got a little too, uh, Thought his pants were bigger than they were, and fight <laughs> getting out. Yeah, I understand that, man. You Michigan State guys got to stick up for each other, man. I see how it is. It was a Michigan State guy <laughs> slapping another Michigan State guy. Well, he has money, calling so. out one of them. One of them this. One of them talking. Got what he asked for. Basically, is how I'm looking at it. I mean, I don't usually agree with Charles Charles Barkley, but we're in lockstep on that one. Yeah. I can understand that for sure, you know. It's at the end of the day, you know, he's a human being too, so for him to, you know, react that way, um, uh, I wouldn't have probably took it either, so well I definitely wouldn't have took it. I wouldn't knock the piss off the guy, but you know, that's a different two different people, so definitely understand that. Now, uh to close us off, uh we did have uh Michael Jordan. Uh he came out and spoke out about uh, just some of the crazy stuff that's been going on in America as of late, you know, regarding uh, race-related relations, uh, police relations, and everything like that. Um, I was shocked by it. Uh, you know, Michael Jordan is not really a guy that was known to just come out and just speak about, uh, you know, what's going on in the world, you know, politically, um, economically, or, or stuff like that. So just kind of just shocked that he finally just came out and talked about it. But uh, what were you guys' thoughts on it? Uh, yeah, I was pretty shocked too. I mean, slowly, uh, he has been, he'll say stuff here and there about things. Like, uh, they put out a state, he put out a statement about 
the NBA pulling the All Star game from uh, from Charlotte because of North Carolina's uh, bathroom laws that they got going. Uh, like he put out a statement in support of the NBA and said that he would work and try and do whatever he can to improve things so that they can get the game back in the future. And then this comes where uh, do- donated a million dollars to a, a police fund and to uh, was a chapter of the NAACP or, uh, in like yeah. just to show show support for both sides that are struggling right now you know, and put out a nice statement uh, saying that even though he may not have personally had to deal with a lot of issues or any issues with a police officer, but he, he is a, uh, one of those left grieving because of a victim, because of uh, gun violence. That's how he lost his, lost his father. So it was actually kind of a perfect thing that he could speak out and talk to him about. Yeah. Uh, something he's had to deal with. Uh, so, I mean, it was, it was a good statement. He didn't demean either side. He tried to lift up both mm-hmm. sides. It didn't look like he was only looking out for, uh, black people. It didn't look like he was just trying to stick up for the police. He was trying to actually get some unity going. And yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, that's uh just real quick. I'll just add my little two cents. Um, I do appreciate um him do um donating money to uh you know the NAACP and the uh cops um as well because a lot of you know misconception is you know if you support you know Black Lives Matter you're against the police or if you support the police you're against Black Lives Matter. You can definitely support both. Um, mm-hmm. so that was just good, uh, to just see him just donate to, uh, both organizations and show that, you know, at the end of the day, we're people, uh, we can work together and resolve some of these crazy issues, um, that we're still dealing with to this very day, um, as long as we've been a nation. So, um, I, I do appreciate him, uh, that was just good to see him donate money to both sides, uh, just how people can misconstrue, um, you know, the, police or, you know, blacks and all this other stuff that's going on in this country right now. So, Yeah, you know, I think what Darnell said was great, you know, is, and, and you too, Trey, you know, he, he wasn't siding with one or the other. He was just kind of laying it out there and just being honest, um, which I think was really good. And the thing I think I appreciated about it the most was it was somebody of influential power that came out and just said, basically, hey, both sides can be blamed, but both sides can fix it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I really liked, you know, like I said, somebody who has the ability to speak and have people listen um, coming out and whether you want to call it a, a good first step or not, just by basically throwing money at it. Um, he's doing something and that's a lot more than a lot of people have been doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think it's very, very, very respectable, very noteworthy that he's, you know, attempting to try and do something. Yeah. So definitely, uh, good to see, you know, a lot of people, they'll just get on Twitter and stuff and, you know, talk about stuff that no one really cares about. This guy, he's actually doing something that can actually help 
uh, with the cause and the situation that's going on over here. So, nothing but respect for uh, him to do that, uh, you know, concerning all that's going on over here and everything. So, definitely. Um, you guys have anything you guys like to add, uh, just overall or anything like that? Well, I just hope it's not the last of him, you know, using his influence for something. So, I mean, we, yeah. We we lost our last great athlete that was known for stepping up and speaking about issues. Yeah. Uh, Muhammad Ali. I mean, there's still athletes that do it. I, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is an advocate for a lot of things, but you know, Michael Jordan is even on another level beyond him as far as cultural impact to like world impact, basically. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if if he does this a little more, I think he can make a lot of impact for good. Mm-hmm. Yep. For I'd sure. There. Um, well, all right. Uh, appreciate you guys, uh, for listening, tuning in to the show. Um, as always, you can check us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, um, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search us, man. We own a lot of stuff. So, uh, just look out for us. You can also follow us at DKM underscore cast. Uh, just hit us up if you want to have a contact with us. Uh, we'll be more than happy to talk, uh, with, reply back to you. So, uh, definitely just thanks a lot.